1: Yeah, evening, Damo, and you mentioned that Liverpool-Man Liverpool City game. It's only about four hours after the NRL grand final, so I'm planning a bit of sleep after the NRL grand final, wake up and watch that and then head into breakfast. So should be interesting, uh, 24 hours for that.
0: Yeah, I know the feeling, uh, not getting a lot of sleep, so I, I could yeah. obviously sense it. When you're running on adrenaline, if it's a big finish to the NRL grand final, I doubt you're going to get any sleep at all, actually. No, exactly, 100%, yes. It'll be hard to obviously get your head around and try and put your temperament down to, to a certain level. Uh, what is the situation at the moment, just before we get into the on-field stuff? What is going to happen at the moment? I must admit I've been covering the racing for the last four or five hours on air, so I've been following the latest developments from Peter Volandis and the hierarchy there in the NRL. Is it going to be postponed? Is it going to be relocated? Do we know what the situation is there or is it going to remain the status quo?
1: Look, Damo, it's a great question. At the moment, it's status quo. We are playing in Brisbane at this stage in front of 75% crowd announced by the Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk yesterday. Now, I suppose the big question was uh, coming into the day, and uh, again, the question will be tomorrow, because they have not ruled uh, lockdown on Sunday morning, which would throw everything uh, up in the air for the NRL. <laughs> so, uh, I su- uh, check. So, 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 I suppose the question will be is how many cases, two locally acquired cases uh, in when Queensland uh, today isn't Friday, we'll see how many there are tomorrow. Uh, interesting thing that uh, we saw back in July is that they locked down over seven cases now' We're not a political show so we won't get into that I but know. they had six cases. Yesterday, so if the thing, well, why aren't they locking down now? But at the moment, Brisbane are obviously still favourite to host it. They have ruled Townsville out because basically um, they want a crowd. They would get a crowd at Townsville, but it would be less than Brisbane, even at seventy-five percent. Uh, and the wild card in it, Damo, is is if and hopefully it doesn't, but is if things did get worse in Queensland and it was postponed. There is a question mark, and I know Sydney has launched a bit about having a fully vaccinated crowd on the 17th of October, which would delay uh, the grand final by two weeks, which is not favourable. But I'm sure the NRL and uh, the New South Wales government under, at this stage, Gladys Berejiklian, but obviously that's also changed in the last 12 hours, would definitely be be pushing for that. So that's the wild card. But at the moment, as things stand,
0: it's 7.30 Sunday night. Who is the Premier where you are now, by the way? Is it the Deputy Premier? I I only just found out before I started the show that Gladys was no longer in power. So is it the Deputy Premier that comes into power?
1: Yeah, so technically she is still Premier uh, until they elect a new uh, new one on Tuesday. Oh. They're having a Liberal uh, Party meeting. I imagine, though, for any press conference and stuff, will be the Deputy Premier. But, yeah, I mean, uh, take away from the football just for a second. That was a huge shock across New South Wales today as well. So uh, a lot happening in the world of uh, New South Wales over the past 12 or 24 hours. But that will get sorted next week. And, uh, and that may even have, depending who gets it, that may have implications about crowds at uh, games as well. The roadmap will probably stay as we think it is, but there, you know, there's a certain person in there, uh, a guy by the name who's the deputy at the moment, uh, Dominic Perrottet, who is probably more for opening things up quicker. So, yeah, I think there'll be question marks on that as well over the next couple of months if he is the one that will replace Gladys.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We're speaking with Dan Pettigrew from SEN Sydney, 1170. A big part of the production team there with The Breakfast Show. Uh, Dan, just in regards to the circumstances surrounding this grand final and mm. the lead up as well. I mean, Penrith upset the Melbourne Storm last week. I think it's fair to say a lot of people out there, a lot of pundits believe that would be the grand final match up again in sync with what mm-hmm. happened last year. And you look at South Sydney, they come in with a good vein of form. Big win over Manly in the uh, last week match so you just wonder what's going to happen I mean even though South Sydney's victory was very convincing last week Pembroke probably knocked over a bigger scalp would it be fair to say given the storm it's a little bit different to last year where Pembroke were probably the most consistent side throughout the year but stumbled in the grand final to a major degree but the storm were probably considered to be the yardstick in 2021 and yet they've been knocked over a week out from the grand final so who comes in with more momentum in your opinion
1: Yeah, and you're 100% right. I think everyone throughout the year thought it was going to be a Penrith-Melbourne final, and you quite often see in those situations that it just doesn't eventuate. And, of course, with Penrith losing two Souths in week one of the finals, they got put on the same side of the draw. Look, I'll start with Penrith first. I think those two games, firstly against Parramatta in week two of the finals, uh, where I think it was 8-6 at full time, and then last week against the Melbourne Storm, 10 points to six, they're probably the two best games of the season uh, that I've seen so far. They have come in... Uh, to the grand final against South Sydney with enormous confidence, at least in the defence. I think they'll probably be slightly worried about their attack. Now, Melbourne, obviously, the Storm are obviously a very good defensive team themselves. Parramatta, they're 50-50 at times, and obviously the finals brings out the best in teams. So uh, I think Penrith, who have been renowned over the past couple of years for their attack will probably be slightly worried that they've only scored eight points and ten points, respectively, over the past couple of weeks. And I suppose, I think for Penrith, it can go probably one of two ways. Uh, one, they'll get enormous confidence out of those two victories, especially against the Melbourne Storm. But they were two big defensive efforts. Now, presuming this game does go ahead on Sunday, fatigue may well play a part in it. And I suppose the other question, Mark, is they lost to South three weeks ago. So South do have... Uh, A bit of the wood on them. As for South Sydney, well, as I said, they beat Penrith 16 points to 10 in the first week of the finals, got the second week off, and then really cruised past Manly last weekend. Uh, Look, look, Damo, I always think heading into a grand final, you want to win in a close game. as, as... happier South would have been to breeze past Manly. It's probably not the ideal preparation to go into the grand final. So I think in that respect, Penrith will be happy with the fact that they've had a harder preparation. The only question mark, as I say, is will the past two weeks and not having that week off tie them out if it is close with about 10-20 minutes to go.
0: It will be interesting, you mentioned the game plan, whether they go defensive like they did against the Storm last week or whether they try more attacking mm. Bram, because the last time I think they played, was it in round 11 when they played, it was a 52-16 to 16 win for Pemriff when they met the south side back then. I know there's injury concerns to address, uh, as we know, and that's been well publicised in the lead-up to this week, but they can run the tries against them. So does he go back to that attacking game plan or will he adopt a defensive mindset and perhaps ground out his opposition?
1: Look, they say defence wins competitions. Uh, they have for many years in the NRL, and that will still be the case uh, this weekend. It has been throughout the whole of the season. Uh, you got, you mentioned that round 11 match. I would say uh, South have been beaten twice by 50 points this year, once by Melbourne, once by Penrith, and no team that has been beaten by 50 points has gone on to win the competition. So it is only a stat, but that stat is... Uh, not favourable for South. I I would say, though, if you look back at that, it it was a bit of a different South team. They obviously had some players in that are not playing and some players out, but they've built very well towards the back end of the season, so I wouldn't read too much into that result. Look, if if Penrith can get their defence right and their attack right, in in my mind, they are my favourite to come into this game to win. That's doesn't mean they're definitely going to win it. But uh, they have to get the defence right. South Sydney are also a very attacking uh, set team. They're without Latrell Mitchell, as we know. He hasn't been playing for the past four weeks, though, and they've still managed to get themselves to a grand final. So, look, I think for both Wayne Bennett, the South coach, and I'm in the Penrith Panthers coach, they'll be both be having their mindset on defence. But uh, attack, very important. I think if you look at the two teams, 1-17, to 17, Penrith definitely have more points on paper on, in them. But... Whether that will uh, go onto the field and whether they'll be able to uh, score more points than South is obviously a big question. But if you ask me right now who has more points in them, it would definitely be Penrith. But that's not to say South don't have a lot of attacking players because both teams have attacking players and dangerous players all across the field.
0: Now, what about the coaching matchup? There's been a lot of talk about Mm. the tit-a-tat between the two uh, a couple of weeks ago and the fact that they mouthed each other off uh, respectively in their particular press conferences. (laughs) Is that simmering tension still there between Ivan Cleary and Wayne Bennett at this point, or is it more of an attention spanning the game rather than that external stuff?
1: Well, they they seem to sort of make up a bit today at the last uh, public appearance in Brisbane before the grand final. They both had kind words to say about each other, so uh, maybe that's forgotten to an extent. Look, Wayne Bennett is his last game as coach of South Sydney. He's been there for. Uh, a few years, the first time he's been able to take them to a grand final, he's been there a couple of times in the preliminary finals Uh, and away from just what he's done at South over the past few years, he is probably still, I mean, uh, Craig Bellamy is an argument, Trent Robertson may well have an argument in the next five or ten years, but right now uh, Where Bennett is probably still the most successful coach in rugby league history. So uh, if he can win another competition with South Sydney this weekend, it would be amazing. Ivan Cleary, huge game for him. Uh, I think a lot of people have rated him as a coach. He took the Warriors to the grand final yep. back in 2011. And obviously the Panthers last year and now this year. It, it, it's a big thing for him. If he can get that monkey up his back, it's huge. But... You've got to imagine if Penrith are to lose this game and sound such a win, uh, the question marks probably in clear, uh, probably unfairly, will build. Uh, and especially, and the same as probably the AFL, mate, where. Premiership windows don't stay open for too long. This is a huge, for most clubs, this is a huge premiership window for the Penrith Panthers. Look, I I don't think, um, I think both coaches have a lot of respect for each other and they're two very good coaches. But if you ask me who has probably the upper hand in terms of the coaching battle, it is Wayne Bennett and it is South. He's been around for many, many years. Uh, Not meaning to be too harsh on Ivan Cleary, but Bennett's a very smart coach. We saw them get over uh, over Penrith in week one of the finals when no one really predicted South to win. So he'll have his tricks up his sleeve uh, for this grand final. I have no doubt one better.
0: Yeah, he's got the experience factor, and that always helps temperament-wise, and we know what he did in the 90s as well. Uh, Just with South Mm. Sydney speaking of the 90s, 22 years ago, around this time, they were fighting for survival. Remember, they had the big marches through the streets of Sydney with Ray Martin. We know what Russell Crowe has done for that club. This will be their first grand final since 2014 where it seemed like the whole district in Redfern went bananas when they (laughs) won that drought-breaking flag. What does it mean historically? Probably not the same significance as 2014, given the drought is not as big, but what does it mean historically in that context for South Sydney if they were to win?
1: Look, I'll declare I'm not a South fan, so I'm not biased in this situation. But, look, I think it means a lot for South Sydney fans. Obviously, um, most of them, and I'm not being rude in this, but most of them in their lifetime would have only seen one competition. Now, they've won the most competitions in the history of the NRL. If they are to win on Sunday, that will be the, this will be their 22nd premiership. That's uh, six or seven or eight clear ahead of the Roosters, which is a fantastic achievement. But for the majority of most South fans' life, as you say, they've only seen that competition in 2014. Look, I, I think this will mean, if they are to win, this will mean different things for them. But it will still be... Whether it is as important, who knows, but it's still a huge thing for them. And I suppose the other thing you've got to remember about South as well is, you know, take, take 2014 out of it just for a second. For the past three years, in 18, 19 and 20, they've been to preliminary finals. They've been there and thereabouts and lost. They've got one better to go to the grand final. If they can go another one and to win the premiership, that would be another thing altogether. So they've done the hard work, but they've also had a lot of the heartache and the pain over the past three or so years. So, uh, yeah, vital... Well, not vital, but they mean a lot for the South Sydney community to win. And uh, they're a big part of Sydney. There's a lot of South Sydney fans across Sydney. We always see a random South guy in basically any NRL, any NRL game. I think we saw one in an NFL game at the Super Bowl a couple of years ago. So they're a hugely popular club. South Sydney would mean a lot for the community Obviously, very different circumstances. Uh, presuming the game does go ahead on Sunday, or their fans won't be there. Whereas you, look, or most of their fans in Sydney, definitely won't be there. Whereas you look back at when they won it in 2014 against the Bulldogs. Yes, obviously there were some Bulldogs and some neutral fans there, but you know most of the uh, stadium was full of South fans. That will be, to an extent, different on Sunday night. Probably will be dominated more with South fans than Panthers fans you'd imagine in Brisbane because South would probably have more of the fan base than the Panthers doing Brisbane. Uh, But whilst it would be different, uh, it would still be, I'm sure, just equally as special for South fans to get that win on uh, Sunday night and to see Wayne Bennett off and potentially uh, Benji Marshall off to retirement. Adam Reynolds, of course, who's been a mainstay at that club for many, many years, uh, is off to the Broncos next season. So uh, a lot of farewells for South Sydney Rabbitohs and a lot of fairy tales potentially going to happen here in the next 48 hours.
0: And just on that, I mean, we know how significant Wayne Bennett is in the history of rugby league. He transcends the sport. Mm -hmm. Uh, The succession plan method that uh, South Sydney are going through, what's Mm -hmm. the general consensus? Because I know a lot of people in Victoria would be listening and uh, probably a little bit, some of them are a little bit indifferent to a whole succession plan process the hardy Rabideaus fans, what do they think about it? So I know Wayne Bennett doesn't have the same affinity to that club, even though he's been a very good coach for them. He's coached a number of teams over the journey. So um, is there any resistance to that whole scenario? Or do you think uh, generally, by and large, it's accepted?
1: Look, obviously, I think the South would love and their fans would love to keep Wayne Bennett as long as possible. But that, it's just not going to happen for several reasons. And he's I think he's about, what, about 70, 71 years of age now. He wants to return home to Queensland and we'll see, we'll watch this space with what he does next. But in terms of South, we've got Jason Demetrio, who's been involved with the club for a few years, taking over as coach from next year. As I said, he's been highly involved. I mean, Uh, You you can't really answer the question in terms of what he'll be like as a head coach. That will be a question mark that we'll only find out next year, irrespective of what happens over the course of this weekend. Uh, You look back before Wayne Bennett was coach of South Sydney, they had Anthony Seabold. He took them to preliminary final. Um, But look, I think... To be honest, and I was having this discussion with one of the guys at SEN in Sydney the other day, I think if if you look at both clubs, you look at South and you look at the Panthers, I would say, and this is no disrespect to the South team, and uh, even after Sunday night, they're still going to have some very good players. I would say uh, South will have a smaller premiership window than the Panthers do. I think even even if the Panthers lost this weekend, which would be a huge confidence uh, loss to them, they would still have the players that will be there for the next few years in the coach where they can maintain being consistent and competitive. South, whilst I think they'll still be a top eight team for many years. Not many people at the beginning of the year, and even midway through this year, expected them to get to the grand final. So, for them uh, to be there, they want to take advantage of it, as I'm sure every team does, but I think uh, particularly important for them considering the changes that are going to happen uh, to them between, you know, the end, the final siren on Sunday night and the start of the 2022 season in three or four, or five months' time.
0: Speaking with Dan Pettigrew, ahead of the NRL Grand Final. Off the SMS, Anonymous here says Pembroke played their Grand Final last week. Just on South Sydney, I think their Mm. ability to win possession and suck the life out of their opponents uh, was certainly exemplified in that win against Manly. So you think if if Wayne Bennett was to replicate that with his men, it's going to go a long way to winning their premiership. And they completed close to 85% of their sets when they last met the Panthers in that qualifying final and kept the penalties to a minimum. So what do you think the Panthers... Will learn from that uh, qualifying final result to really make amends and atone.
1: Yeah, I mean it's ha- It's kind of hard to read too much into that win- South win against Manly because Penrith are a much better team. Uh, the Manly, no disrespect to Manly, but that they are. Um, look, I-, I hope Penrith have learned uh, from mistakes. Uh, look, everyone thought about when going into that game. Everyone thought Penrith were going to win that game. Um, it was probably the upset of the final series. Re- really, probably maybe. Uh, thrown in with uh, Penrith win over Melbourne last uh, weekend but look I think Penrith just need to watch South's attacking options. South's as I say have a lot of attacking options all across the field as Penrith do and you would hope I'm mean, Clery and the senior players of the Penrith Panthers have watched that game against South over and over and over again especially in the past five or so days since they qualified for the grand final. Uh, look I think if you look at it, everyone expected Penrith to win in that first week of the finals because I think people, and rightly or wrongly, and, you know, we we hear this in all sports about whether players and teams take other teams lightly. I'm sure Penrith didn't. But it's hard not to get... Even if you block out the media 100% and social media and everything, it's hard not to get into your head that you're expected to win the game. So I think, to an extent, pressure might have played a part in that game in Week 1 of the finals. Obviously, there's probably more pressure going to the grand final, but I think they would have studied that game a lot. They would need need to shut down uh, South playmakers, obviously, in Cody Walker and Adam Reynolds and Cameron Murray. The South Sydney lock is very, very important. I heard uh, Greg Alexander, part of the SEN team and also a former Panthers uh, legend earlier on today saying how important the two-lock forwards are for both uh, South Sydney and also the Penrith Panthers in determining the winning uh, winners of this game because both Cameron Murray for South and Isaiah for the Penrith Panthers have excellent combination with their arms, So they just need to learn to shut down their playmakers and probably to be honest... Uh That performance from Penrith in the first week of the finals, uh, and I mentioned uh, five or so minutes ago about the fact that they haven't scored that many points in the finals, which does not really reflect the way Penrith have been playing for the past two years. So they're probably a bit too conservative in attack as well. Uh, which lets South Sydney uh, dominate them in defence. So they obviously have to watch the attacking players by South, but probably when the time is right, learn, uh, well, not learn, but get back to p- uh, playing attacking football. And I think that will upset South because if, as a, and it's a big if, but if Benworth play at their attacking best, they're very hard to stop. Any team will be kind of very hard to stop them. So they just need to really show some confidence coming into the game on Sunday night.
0: Yeah, it'll be intriguing. And just before I let you go, Dan, your tip and I guess a particular margin as well.
1: Yeah, look, uh, it's a tough one. Uh, I've heard a lot of people over the past uh, few days uh, going one way than another. Uh, look, I, I'm going to tip Penrith, but with absolutely no confidence. I think Souths have the team and the ability to beat them. But I think Penrith, having been there last year, having come through and beat Parramatta or Melbourne in particularly hard games, I know they'll be fatigued. I know they'll be tired, but they'll also be confident they can back their defence. Um, And they've got big-name players who have played last year and obviously played in State of Origin. I don't think it's going to be a particularly high-scoring game. I think it'll probably be about 18 points to 10. Um, And I I think we probably won't know the winner until the last 10 or 15 minutes, even maybe the last five minutes, which is, unless you're probably a Penrith or South fan, what you want. Uh, I think it'll be close. But, yeah, if you push me right now, Penrith, but with not a lot of confidence.
0: (laughs) No, fair enough. Uh, you can't have too much confidence going to a grand final. No. It? No, it can be unpredictable, and we've seen precedents like that over the years. Dan, a very thorough and articulate preview. Thank you so much, particularly at this late stage. Go and get some sleep ahead of a big weekend. Thanks, mate.
1: Looking forward to the weekend. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Bigfooty final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now. I'll speak to you again soon.
0: When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it.